The following podcast contains explicit material. Listener discretion is advised. This is DJ Thunderthighs, a.k.a. the podcast manager for WKNC 88.1 FM HD1 Raleigh, North Carolina State University student-run radio station. And you're listening to Femrock, a podcast about reclaiming space in the music scene for women and gender non-conforming and non-binary artists and bands. This episode features an interview with local band Pie Face Girls. Pie Face Girls are an explosive punk band that are resisting patriarchal authority and reclaiming space for underrepresented identities in the music scene. Their name comes from a 1920s slang for pretty girls, pie faces. They don't give a damn about your beauty standards and their music serves as an affront to toxic masculinity everywhere. They're here to make noise and take a stand as an intersectional feminist punk rock band. I got to sit down with them in their practice space in downtown Raleigh, where we talked about their formative years, musical idols, and experiences as a female-fronted punk group. Stay tuned for a frank discussion on dessert and Barney Carnage. Hi, I am Danny, aka Danny Kid. And I am the guitarist and lead singer. I am Tiffany, aka Fifi Fritz, and I am the bass for Five Bass Girls. Uh, and I'm Clay, aka Clay Midia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, that's not really my. I, that could be my punk name, I'm just filling it out. And uh, I play drums. Could y'all talk about how you came together to make Five Bass Girls? Well, we had all just moved from a different town. They, Tiffany and Clay moved from Wilmington, I moved from Louisiana, and we all met serendipitously, is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And we decided that instead of drinking and just a lot of debauchery, that we would um, do something productive with our time, and thus created the Pie Face Girls. But when we started, we didn't know how to play our instruments, so that was pretty cool. We've we've learned as the years progressed. Did y'all have like similar musical tastes? I don't know. Did we? I mean, there I were feel some. Like we did. I mean, I feel like there were de- some definite overlaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you all identify as punks before starting this punk band? I didn't really know what punk was. I mean, I did know a little bit, but you don't have any punks in Louisiana. I just knew that I never really fit in. Um, anywhere and like there's a lot of like sorority girls which is fine but I just um, I can never like make my hair sit the way they did or like make my face look flawless like they did and I didn't like the same clothes and I was always like the weird quirky girl but I'm just like that's not also not me so mm-hmm. like I never really knew who I was and then I found punk and I was like this is what this is what I've been looking for like this is it so to answer your question, no, I did not identify as punk. Um, for me, it's more about, or it became more about just not having any rules musically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still, I mean, we're, we're punk, but I wouldn't say we're like punk. We're not like hardcore. <laughs> yeah. You know? There like, are a lot of people that put a lot of their time and yes. effort into being punk, and yes. I don't want to offend them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's more about like music style and like the way we decided to play more than more than anything else. Clay's, um, Clay's the punkest of all of us. Well, 
I, well, I mean, I've always listened to punk music and stuff growing up, and so, like, I've always really been into, like, bands, like, like, I was really into the Germs, and even when I was even younger, I listened to uh, stuff like Rancid and the Distillers, <laughs> but I listen to the Distillers because I'm gay, I'm li- I listen to Rancid because I listen to the Distillers, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know, I guess I've always had a tinge for staying out too late, chain smoking, and drinking too much, and therefore, once I actually met some, like, real, like, punks, it would just, like, it kind of fit. Mm-hmm. It was, like, that Blind Melon video with the little bee girl in the field. No one knows. No? That's such a good, like, that's like a reference that, you know, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, all alone, dancing. Anyway, that's me. Okay. I'm the bee girl. So, could you talk a little bit about what it was like uh, starting your band from scratch in the Raleigh music scene and kind of rising a little bit and we were welcomed more than I anticipated we would be um we had a lot of support from people that I don't know it I thought it would be a lot harder to like especially Mm -hmm. like Raleigh has a very tight knit music scene Mm -hmm. so I thought it would be harder to break into and um everyone was just very supportive and welcoming I don't know yeah I mean I'm we definitely had like our our adversities um, and there have been struggles just from like being partially you know mm-hmm. partial piece of our band being like female being in a male dominated genre and world mm-hmm. and so of course like we've, we've run into those things but um, yeah I would say we're nothing without the people who supported us like we're here today because we had people who came to our show, and they are still coming to our show. Oh, God, it's a show. Yeah, and, and so um, it's, it's been really cool. Like, it's really cool to hear people say, like, I remember your first show, and to see you now, like, it blows my mind. Like, it's really cool to hear people kind of, like, tell us, affirm that, like, our hard work is paying off. That was a beer. That was so fun. So y'all had a lot of support in the community? Yeah. I mean, I feel, I feel like once we decided, like, this is what we want to do, like, it was mo- more just really about, like, getting together and, like, having fun and, like, booking a house show and playing mm-hmm. in somebody's basement and just, like, doing whatever the hell you wanted to. Because it was just, like, it was free, it was just, like, it was cool, and it was, like, it was your, your friends mm-hmm. and things. And, like, you know, I feel like everybody that, like, kind of came out of that has like kind of like progressed not past the house shows but have done more than mm-hmm. just like playing in the basement so we all kind of stick together and still have a friendship you know what do you enjoy more playing in house shows or playing like at clubs and venues depends on the house show for me. And depends on the club and, or venue. Yeah, it depends on the venue yeah. too. Um, I mean, Kosher Hut, give me that place any day yeah. and I'll play that. You know, like that's just a fun venue. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and then some some venues on certain nights are better than that same venue on a different yeah. night. So I guess it, it's all very there's less rules at a house show, and I do like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we've done a lot of really, like, fucked up shit <laughs> at house shows before. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, like, stuff that we've, we've done it at venues, mm-hmm. people got mad. Could you give me an example? 
of like the fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Well, one thing we did at a venue that like people got messed out. I'm not gonna say the venue, but I'll yeah. say what it was. It was bobbing for tampons, and we knew that there was water and equipment. Like we're not idiots. Oh. <laughs> we had it all figured out, but like some people. Acting like we were idiots and we didn't know what we were doing, and so and it was a Halloween show. Yeah, it was a Halloween show. We had it under control. Come on. So I mean, I feel like you get a little more leadway at a house show. Mm -hmm. We we were also a venue told us that we could not pee on the North Carolina flag. Um, Yeah. So we did that at Kosher Hut Mm -hmm. at our next show after we. Yeah. <laughs> it's still hanging up, I think. It yeah. is. It set out in the rain for a couple That's of days. That's good. Though. Yeah. Um, the other thing, this is my favorite one to talk about, just because of the special effects aspect of it. One time we made fake jizz and fill, and put it in a condom. And, and, a, and a glass jar, because I poured that in. <laughs> yeah, and a jar of fake semen. Because you can look it up on the internet uh-huh. and make fake stuff. What was in it? Uh, it was just like flour and water okay. cooked down. Okay. <laughs> but we put it in a condom and we did this whole like s- sort of thing where Danny was reading out of a diary. And it was like equating like seminal power. fluid to power. And she was like, well, I want some power. Do you want some power? And she like ripped the tip of like the condom off and slung it all over everybody. And then took a jar and just like poured it all over myself and like bathed in the condom. And um, that was yeah. before we knew how to play our instruments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we used to That's do a lot. Of, we, yeah. we used to do a lot of stuff because we weren't very good at our instruments, so we had to distract from that. And yeah. our set was really short. Yeah. Like we mm-hmm. had like a super short set, so we had to fill our time to make it memorable. Yeah. And so, it did. And it, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say venues are great, mm-hmm. but house shows let us. Put calm all over. <laughs> Raleigh has some really great venues. Yeah. Local beer, local band is always fun. Oh, yeah. I love playing. No, it is always fun though. It is. It is. And like all the bands that we've played with are always like really awesome, mm-hmm. and we enjoy yeah. playing with them. And the crowd is always like rowdy and super into mm-hmm. it, which is all you can hope for. Do people ever get like too rowdy, like shitty rowdy? Yeah, we actually had a, that experience recently. At a benefit show we played. I don't know if it was too rowdy or just a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say maybe they had a problem with alcohol and um, didn't know how to control themselves. But um, they ended up throwing beers at our amps and then also rubbing their ass all over a bunch of women at a woke women's event. And um, tried to push over the PA system. Tried to push over the PA system. So, yeah, when that happened, Tiffany spoke up and she was like we need to get the, this guy the fuck out of here and so like we were both like yeah get him the fuck out you know like hell yeah you know this is a safe space if you want to act like if you want to sling your male toxicity everywhere like you can go somewhere the fuck else but like right here right now it's not your time so you need to sit down and shut up there's also like we can tell the difference between like good-natured Rowdiness. Like, like punk show, right. getting like, out of hand, but it's still fun. If you're good natured about it, like get as rowdy as you want. Yeah. But the minute like it's it comes from a place of like aggression, like we And don't... you're making our our fans that like are there to feel safe and comfortable and don't feel that at a lot of other shows. Yeah. The moment that happens. Yeah, then we don't fucks with that. You talked about how you can equate patriarchal power to 
um, semen. <laughs> Are there any other kind of maybe gross, like, taboo subjects y'all like to address in your songs? Like, I know that one, um, Get on the Floor, mm-hmm. it's about masturbating. Mm-hmm. I would say there's not a taboo subject we won't, um, cover. Yeah, we, we covered Tinder. Tinder use. Dick pics. Dick pics. We covered dick yeah, pics. Yeah, the dick pics and the unelicited, like, comments after you say no. What mm-hmm. else? We also talk about, like... Pregnancy, birth, birth control. control. Yeah. Birth control and how people equate people that are on birth control to things like a slut, a businesswoman. She only cares about herself and her career, and um, she's a floozy. A hoe. A hoe. Probably on birth control. (laughs) Those are the actual lyrics. Oh, hive-mindedness. You know, people that all think the same thing and are afraid to, like, say anything different. Yeah. You know? We have several songs about that shit. Nothing gets me more. Be yourself. And don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to stand up to the bully that's telling you how to be yourself. <laughs> Some of those were more taboo than others. Yeah. <laughs> we know the definition. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have trouble enough getting our songs played on the radio because they have enough curse words in it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> it's true. We can't go too taboo. <laughs> you could just I mean we have the song Bait our song Bait's all about like getting yours getting yeah. yours getting your fucking orgasm like you know not many people get yeah. orgasms during sex and so there, you know there's a huge orgasm disparity between men and women yeah yes. and it's come on baby make it worth my time <laughs> mm-hmm. that's yeah. another actual lyric sex is exhausting you got yours now I want mine <laughs> do y'all have a band motto Love ya, fuck ya. <laughs> yes, that's our motto. What does that mean to you? It means basically... Well, you know. what it means is like, hey, I see you, you're out in the scene, you're not always a douchebag, but like... Right now you are. Right now you are, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna call you out, love ya, fuck ya. <laughs> but it originated because someone drank the rest of her coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, call him out in the scene. <laughs> important to call out your friends when they do shitty stuff. <laughs> so do y'all identify as feminists? And if so, what does that mean to you? Yes, we all are. We are all feminists. <laughs> we are all feminists. And the sense of, uh, we believe that everyone should be equal. Everyone should have equal rights and everyone should be viewed as equal and intelligent. <laughs> we really want to pinpoint intersectional feminism because in the past, you know, our counterparts and like the riot girl movement, um, mm-hmm. they didn't lift up um, anything other than white feminism. And I feel like that was a huge flaw in their movement and something I'm really excited to see come to the forefront right now. Well, yeah, well, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of, cause I'm a, a male, mm-hmm. someone that identifies as male, but I consider myself a feminist, but also I think it's important as especially a queer or a gay man that it's not like a get out of jail free card. Is that like, well, I'm gay, so I'm automatically a feminist because you can still be gay. You can still be a chauvinist. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be in an inter- interracial relationship and still be a racist. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it doesn't mean that you're safe. It means you actually have to think about these things and yeah. practice them and 
live how you preach. Yeah. So not just rely on the label. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, you got to become more cognizant of what you do and what you say and like really think about your place in the world and your role, actually. Speaking of the world, is there anything in the world that's been pissing you off lately? Everything. <laughs> Every bit of it. Impending doom, you mean? We're gonna die. Yeah. Well, part, where do we start? The innocent killing of children and other people. Well, it's just like we have enough like going on like on home turf, mm-hmm. let alone this whole sort of like cowboy standoff of these like I don't know this piss contest of. Mm-hmm. Missile, missile tests and whatnot. Like I don't know. It's well, very. That's a lot. That's a loaded question. As loaded as the people making the decisions in our government right now. I feel like we're in World War Three, and I don't think that people understand that it doesn't have to be like bombings and and guns and on our turf for us mm-hmm. actually going into war. But I think it's corporate America. That's how it's corporations. That's that's World War Three. Corporations. Basically, all these different countries are coming in and they're saying we don't even have to bring a gun with us we're just gonna fucking take over your country by messing with your economy messing with your voter voting mm-hmm. you know system and um i'm really pissed because i was hoping that world war three would be um a cyber takeover where they wiped everyone clean of their student loans <laughs> um and i was really holding out on that so if you're out there Cyborgs. We're, we're still rooting for you. <laughs> Cyborgs versus humans. Okay, let's um, move on to some more fun questions. Since we just <laughs> talked about World War Three. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like a loaded... Like, I feel like we could yeah. like go on for like hours yeah. and like part of me wants to, but the other part of me is like this. Do you think stupid. it'll inspire a new album or some more um, music? It has. Witch Hunt, Witch Hunt comes from um, political disaster. Yeah, we're recording a new EP very soon. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like switched the sound a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. So, not dramatically. Mm-hmm. If you were to like take your punk rock sound and mix it with any other kind of genre, what kind do you think it would be? Is there anything you want to like experiment with? Heavy metal. Soul. Funkadelic. It's true. I've gotten so much inspiration from Funkadelic, especially recently, just like watching the the concerts and stuff. You wanna tip on be old Bootsy Collins. Yeah, I've been watching the hell out of the stage performances. Just recently I was watching one, the one with the spaceship, mm. and he spends like a good hour being like, Call the spaceship down. Call the spaceship down. And I'm like thinking, I should be tired of him saying this. Well that but was I like, can't not like call the spaceship down because he's hyping me up so damn yeah. much. I'm like Get that spaceship! Get that spaceship! Like, I am so stoked. And when it comes down, I feel like I might pee my pants. Yeah. Like, even just talking about it, like, I'm so fucking stoked. And so I feel like I try to get a lot of inspiration stage just in, like, that performance. Like, well, you know, like, Funkadelic was kind of punk themselves, yeah. you know? Because, like, they had this whole message of the spaceship, like, and it's just, like, it was, like, around, like, the Black Power movement, mm-hmm. and it's just, like... These like a- this alien spaceship's gonna come and like save everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the promised land. So if you ever want to see good stage performance, awesome. watch some funkadelic. Watch. I love when music gets you so hyped that you feel like you're gonna pee your pants. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Are there any um, local artists that make you feel that way? Like you're gonna pee your pants from excitement when you see them live? Zenzo Fly. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Zenzo Fly for sure. Just recently, um, 
we played with um, one of our good friends, friends, multiple friends band. Um, it was their first show, Fruit Snack. <laughs> and I don't know if I wanted to pee my pants, but I definitely wanted to cry because it was so it was, it was so, so good and good. And I was just so overwhelmed. My heart was really full. And I think that oh. might be even better than having to pee my yeah. pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had the same reaction to them. Like, yeah. there was something so... I don't know, inspiring by them. Mm -hmm. And it was their very first show ever, and they they just blew me away. It was so sweet. It yeah. was innocent. I loved it. I'm a, I'm a big nat Natural Causes fan. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man, they're so good. Every time I see them, I'm just like, I get really excited. And then I get like nervous yeah. to talk to them, even though I know them. Like, <laughs> there are bands because they're so good. There are bands that have just recently formed that I am excited to hear about, and I think I'll love. Like um, Bat Fangs. But there's another one, Cold Cream. Cold Cream. Cold yeah. Cream. If y'all could hang out with one rock star, mm. famous person, um, alive or dead, who would it be and why? And what would you do? Mine is still Gracious. Mm -hmm. What would I do? So I just read her autobiography. And she's like talking about her place that she has in like the jungle. She has like a little treehouse thing in the jungle. I would want to go out there and like Chill hard. do witchy shit. <laughs> like I don't know, just like get all her wisdom and um, just soak up her vibes. Yeah, like a sponge. Yeah, because I feel like she has some like really good vibes that I could hone in on. So Clay turned me on a long time ago <clears throat> to Patti Smith, mm. but for me, like, I really enjoy her writing. Like, mm -hmm. I've, I, you know, read her books, and I would want to sit down with Patti Smith and have coffee and just have her mentor me. Mm -hmm. She's like a wise entity that I would just like to soak up. Her knowledge. I like Tina Turner, but I liked your Tina Turner. Well, I mean, Tina, if you know, if I had multiple, my other one. She's would simply be the best. Tina Turner, <laughs> right? Tina Turner at the pool, both of us in bikinis and mm -hmm. high heels. That's another one that I would like to. I think I want to go like kind of low key, okay. and oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Patty uh, Patty Schimmel. Oh yeah. The drummer from Hole. I don't know. Like, because she's been through a lot. Mm -hmm. And also, she's a fucking badass drummer. And I feel like that would just be a very chill... I don't know. I feel like I could actually get along with her. Because mm -hmm. I think about, like, celebrities and people, like, people that I idolize. Mm -hmm. And they always say, like, you should never meet your idols. Because yeah. you'll only be disappointed. But I feel like with her, she's very real and down to earth. And mm -hmm. could, like, really, like, impart some wisdom on her about, like... You know the experience of being in a band and like, well, what, like how she dealt with it and where she went with her life. Can I ask a question? Yes. Do you guys think Nirvana would be as famous today? No. No. I don't either. Not at all. If he wouldn't have popped himself. Yeah. No. Yeah. They would be one of those bands. They'd be going on tour with Pearl Jam, yeah. and just like you know, you go see like. Heart and the Pretenders in the same show, and you're like, what the fuck? Okay, I guess they're from the same age, but whatever. Kurt Cobain, if Courtney didn't kill him, was the master at quitting while you're ahead. <laughs> before Seinfeld. Even before Jerry Seinfeld. True. That was. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was <profound. laughs> Why is a man? 
culture is so like obsessed with suicide. I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's because we think about it too much. I'm morbid as fuck. Yeah. Okay. But I'm, it's real. It is. A more fun question. If <laughs> y'all were a dessert, what would you be and why? Like mm. individually? Oh, I forgot what. I, I would this. be a fruit tart. <laughs> See, if I would have said that question, you would have made some really like offensive joke afterwards. Um, I would be. This is my favorite dessert of all time. I have it sitting in my fridge right now because my mom made it. For is it me. your favorite dessert or the dessert you would be? Yeah, the dessert you would be. Oh, if you were a dessert, Jello, <laughs> <laughs> malleable, fits into any mold. Leave it in the fridge for too long, it just sits there. You bring it out and it just shakes for you. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite dessert? Step and fetch over there. Um, <laughs> It's strawberry pudding. Instead of banana pudding, it's strawberries <laughs> pudding. pudding. Oh my god, it's I so don't funny. think I've ever had that. You guys should come over and have some. I have some in my house and mom made it. Um, I don't know what, I'm, I'm not good at the like what you would be mm-hmm. question. You would be a king cake. Oh yeah, I would be a king cake. I would be, well. <laughs> Except without the baby inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that baby. Birth control. <laughs> that baby was missing the whole time. Never got put in. Ain't nobody getting lucky. <laughs> I, I'm a fluked king cake. A I'm a discounted king cake. <laughs> a barren king cake. <laughs> it's just like a, a plastic baby toy, right? It's yeah, like, it's like a like little edible. plastic baby, and mm-hmm. if you get it, you have to buy next year's king cake. Um, oh, so it's a curse. Yeah. Just like a real baby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Except cheaper than a real baby. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> At least we're honest. <laughs> um, okay, if y'all could cover any Disney song or like animated movie from childhood song mm. what would it be oh god this is and hard. would you stick to like its original um, sound or would you punk it up or like yeah. do something to it I want to do the Muppet Show theme song or no I want to do Rainbow Connection does that count what is that it's not animated it's the Muppets so it's yeah. puppets oh I would want to do Punky Brewster that's a good one. Yeah. Actually, we can't do that one. Well, no, not we can do yours. I'm thinking. I'm still thinking about those. It's a fantasy world anyway. I'm still thinking about But the Distillers and Leftover Crack already did a cover of the Rainbow Connection. Yeah, you're not original. Surprise. It's true. I would want to do. I would want to do. Skin a rinky dinky dink. Skin a rinky doo. I love you. I love you in the morning and in the afternoon. I love you in the evening and underneath the moon. Oh, skin a rinky dinky dink. Skin a rinky doo. I love you. See you next time. I love you. This See is like, you later. Wow. <laughs> I hope that's not copyrighted because I'm leaving it in. <laughs> yeah, my mom used to sing that to my sister every night before bed. Oh, yeah. My mom it's from the Elephant Show. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't called the Elephant Show. Yeah, was it was. We could sing that. Uh, oh. We could sing that Barney song. Clean no. 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 Barney. I was not a Barney kid. No, me That was either. before my time. No. I did Sesame Street. Barney kids Let's do Inchworm, worse. but we ain't doing Clean Up. We used to <laughs> tell time in Barney's in my house because I had a niece. Mm-hmm. And um, I became, first of all, when it said I had a little niece that became an aunt when I was nine. And my niece couldn't tell time because she was a baby. 
<laughs> she's a dumb baby. <laughs> but she loved Barney. And so we would, she would ask, like, when's dinner? And we would say, if it was an hour, we would say, two Barneys. <laughs> like, if, it was, if it was a half hour, we'd say, one Barney. One Barney. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. We used to do that in my family with uh, the show Family Matters, but we didn't call it Family Matters. We called it Urkels. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, it was like, when are we gonna be home? Uh, like two Urkels. <laughs> also, here's some about Barney. Did you guys ever play that like game for the computer, like the PC game called Barney Carnage? No. Barney Carnage? Carnage? Yeah, it was like, it it's was not, like. Uh, it's not like affiliated with Barney, is it? Well, yeah. What? Um, Carnage? But it was like at the dawn of like creating video games. Did Barney like, have like a gun? No, you <laughs> shot Barney. Like Barney would jump around the screen and you would shoot him and he would bleed out. It was out. for kids? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> that had to be like. That had to be one of those offshoots. So it, it was like, it was like, you know, it was like during like, I guess it was during like what they call it, the cyberpunk era of the 90s. But it wasn't like an actual Barney. Like, you like downloaded it off of something, off the internet, yeah, like but the dawn of the internet. The Barney's AOL. creators didn't make it associated. No. No. <laughs> Maybe they did. Mm. Maybe they were sick of the show. Maybe. A baby bop was my shit. Barney Carnage, right in to... WKNC and tell them your experiences with Barney Carnage <laughs> and then they'll get it to me because I want to talk about it. Oh my god. Thank you for listening. <laughs> hey, can you tell our listeners where to find your music online or the best way to get up with y'all? You can go to Negative Fun's Bandcamp and our whole album is on that Bandcamp. It is called Formative Years. Five Face Girls, Formative Years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, um, or Instagram. We are Pie Face Girls mm-hmm. and all of those things. You can at Pie Face Girls on Facebook and find us too. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can at Pie Face Girls on Facebook and find us. If you have a serious inquiry, email us at piefacegirlsband at gmail.com. Or if it's funny, too. <laughs> yeah, it used to be fivefacegirls at gmail.com, but then we forgot the password. But we threw it out again, but at the same time, we've been using this for this long, so we didn't go back. What were your formative years? Fat. <laughs> <laughs> like, as a band? or as Oh, I thought it was personal. <laughs> I, guess, I guess both, like, ages and, like... Fat and gay. And as a band. <laughs> secretly. Your memoir coming out next year. Fat and, fat and secretly gay. <laughs> Overtly fat and secretly gay. <laughs> Shout out. Um, so wait, are we talking about the band or individually? I guess what does formative years mean to you? Well, how like, do we come up with it? Yeah. It's in New York, right? Yeah, I mean, for us, formative years, this was our, like... This whole album. This whole mm-hmm. album was the year, were the years when we tried to decide how to play an instrument. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even decide, we just tried to learn yeah. how to play an instrument, and we figured out a lot of things that worked for us, and a lot of things that didn't work for us as a band, and um, kind of grew more serious, because we realized we really wanted to do this. So, that's what I think it means as a band, which is la- way less interesting than individually because mm-hmm. my formative years were cow shows and cow shows cow shows i was in 4-h i showed cows oh, okay gotcha. i was the pole perfect cow queen nice. <laughs> hashtag cow queen i actually have a leather band banner like uh-huh. the queen sash you should wear it to a show sometime. i should it's at my dad's house um and also uh 
socks and sandals and scooters in the house. Razor scooters? Razor scooters, Razor scooters in the house. Uh, good question. Really bad. <laughs> um, my formative years were playing school bus on my bike. What about the asthmatic? <laughs> um, uh, I see here. Scooter scooter. I also used to pretend that I was an asthmatic ice skater. <laughs> <laughs> so like you pretend to ice skate and then wheeze and like <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes you got it you can, no, you no, can no. play too there's more to it than that it's more intricate um back when you used to have to get film developed there were these little black tubes yeah. with the gray caps uh-huh. okay you send your film off mm-hmm. i would take those and empty them <laughs> and I would pretend like it was my inhaler. <laughs> so I would skate in our um, garage, which was really slick, and I would pretend like I was an ice skater, and then I would take break <laughs> to use my camera mm-hmm. thing inhaler. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> um, my formative. You already formative. said yours. Yeah, but there's more detail than that. It's not just like Give fat it more and gay. than fat and gay. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can somebody please just give me more than that for once? It was a lot of like I was obsessed with the Bodyguard soundtrack and baked potatoes. Um, and, yeah, and my every day I would come home from school and my mom would be like, "You have to put the potatoes in." We'd have baked like baked sweet potatoes like almost every night, and like with butter and cinnamon. Yeah, yes, and brown sugar sometimes. Yes, yes. Um, so that's how Clay got out of all the things. Like he whenever didn't I didn't want to hang. Well, that's the thing. Like whenever I became like a like 15 mm-hmm. years old, 14, 15 years old, I started playing guitar, mm-hmm. and then like I'd have like friends be like, you want to hang out? I want to come over and play PlayStation. I'm like, I don't want to hang out. Like, I, I just want to stay at home. I have to bake my potatoes. I have to, yeah, and so that was my excuse. Is like, I can't go out. I can't hang out because I have to stay home and put potatoes in at four. And then I would just stay in my room and like try and... Learn chair rock on guitar. <laughs> Put the potatoes in that <laughs> While your potatoes bake. While the potatoes bake, and then my mom would come home and do like prepare the rest of the meal and have a lovely dessert. <laughs> do you have any words of wisdom for someone going through their formative years right now? Like angst and out? I wish I could say it gets better, like all those videos <laughs> from like five years ago, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It does. It does get better. It does. What you realize is everything that was uncool or is uncool right now is going to make you so much. It's going to be, you're going to be so cool when you get older. Like, I thought I was so weird whenever I was a kid. And now, like, I feel cool. Wear sunscreen. And appreciate how you look now. Because you will look back at those pictures. Anything, anything you sound like such a mom. <laughs> to look like that again. I don't know about that. I didn't get hot until college. <laughs> yeah, me either. I was ugly. <laughs> and, and if you want to be in a band and you want to play music, do it. There are so many people out there that want to support you. Um, find us. We're here, and we want you to be in a band, and we want you to succeed. Oh, wait. One more thing. If you're worried about not having an instrument or not having equipment, just ask for it on the internet because people will just give you shit. Like, it's surprising. It's true. Like, if you just put out, be like, hey, I want to learn how to play a guitar. Does anybody have one for sale or for cheap or slash free? Mm -hmm. Just do it. 
always, that's the thing, always ask for what you want, because if you don't ask, you're not going to get it. Yeah. And remember that social media is an illusion, and no one is that happy or beautiful. Snaps for that. <laughs> Snaps for that one. <laughs> I need to remember that. Okay, is there anything else you want the listeners of WKNC to know about Pie Face Girls? We're going on tour Woo! next week. We're going on tour next week. Starting with local... Starting with local, local band, beer. local beer. Local beer, local, local band. Beer, Which local one is that? Local band, local beer. Local local band. Band. I call it local Pound beer. Pound. We're going to start there and we'll be in several different places for six days. We're going with the Tills. We're going with the Tills. Which they'll, they'll be playing with us. Yeah. That night. And then also we have an EP on the rise, so keep an eye out for that. Goodbye! Goodbye! I love you! Hi, this is Fifi from Pie Face Girls, and when I'm not complaining, I'm listening to WKNC. Hi, this is Danny from Pie Face Girls, and when I'm not fighting for reproductive justice, I'm listening to WKNC. Hi, this is Clay from Pie Face Girls, and when I'm not trolling your scruff account, I'm listening to WKNC. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Femrock. For a full list of WKNC's podcasts, be sure to follow 88.1 WKNC-FM on the iTunes store. All of our episodes can also be found on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash WKNC881. For additional content from WKNC, please go follow our blog, wknc.org slash blog. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, please email podcast at wknc.org. Thanks for listening.